Hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of The Military Woman and so much more. I'm your host, Sharika Labrie. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. But if this is your first time listening, you're probably wondering what this is. Well, this podcast is for women like me who's in the military or who's affiliated with the military in some sort of way. It, the purpose is to provide people's stories to, to have resources to reach out to, um, inspirational and motivational conversations, as well as talking about current events and, and hard topics to ultimately make us a better person, a better woman, leader, wife, mother, human being. So off my soapbox, this is Sexual Awareness Month, and I reached out to Tina Casanova, who served in the Navy, after a clip of her was circling around on my Facebook feed. Her story seemed pretty interesting and inspiring. She has been prepping for about a year to run 76 miles from San Antonio to Austin in honor of Vanessa Guillen, the Army soldier who was murdered about a year ago, as well as to find purpose, her own purpose and sense of self after being a victim to rape by a peer. So I do warn you, this topic can be a trigger for someone. So if you decide to listen, you know, ensure that you're in a safe place because Tina tells her story as well as what life has been like for her since then. And before we get into that, I do want to do some words of affirmation. I didn't do anything to cause this. The blame for abuse lies with my abuser, not me. I am not defined by what has happened to me. I'm in control of my own story. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Tina, uh, for agreeing to come on the podcast, uh, the Military Woman's Podcast, and so much more. I contacted you yesterday, and you were like right on it. I was like, oh, usually I would give a reminder, and I saw the the invite. I was like, oh, it's tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> it, that's fantastic. But then when I, I was rereading the article and I was like, ah, um, you haven't done your run yet. So I need to get this out as soon as possible. They, they usually go out on Wednesday. So the one for this week is coming out tomorrow. And then I will get yours out by Wednesday. But before I get into the run, I mean, I I see Tina out, which I kind of said in the, the introduction, and she's just here to tell us a little bit more about herself, her military experience, and her current advocacy for Vanessa Guillen. So please, Tina, don't let me take the spotlight. You go ahead. Um, so um, I'm Tina Casanova. I was um, petty officer in the Navy. I did five years, um, and I was... Uh, I was raped on active duty right after my first deployment. And um, I used running as a way to cope um, without even realizing it. I uh, literally just started running from the issue. And since I didn't know what to do with the emotional part of it, I uh, turned it into physical pain. (laughs) Um, And I I thought at the time that it, it worked perfect. I had to be in shape for the Navy anyway. So I thought I was doing the right thing. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, more than anything, I, I guess also I thought that I was being stronger by uh, keeping my mouth shut. Um, I, I put up such a, a fight to get into my shop. Uh, I didn't want to go to our line shack or anything. Um, 
And so I, I kind of felt like I, I didn't get to cry about this because um, me and, and the other females in my shop had worked so hard to get to where we were. Um, I definitely didn't want to undo that. So I, I just thought I'd suck it up and run and, and run it off, run through it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. So Tina, so you were raped. Um, I, I, I kind of want to dig in to some of the, the details. Mostly you said, was it during your deployment or after your deployment? Right after we got home from my first deployment. Yeah. So it was on home cycle. It was a homes. And so uh, my listeners are probably mostly army now, <laughs> even though it's for everybody, but can you kind of describe, so you were deployed on a ship? Uh, no. Uh, so I was P3s. So I'm basically land-based um, okay. sea duty. I go to mostly air force bases or I, I went, I, I would go to air force bases uh, overseas um, our airplane, the P3 Orion, was too big to land on a ship or take off from a ship. Okay. Okay. But the the, the person, your um, assaultant, was someone that you worked closely with? Yes. Uh, we were, I mean, we were stationed together. He was in my squadron. Um, okay. Every day he was, uh, I would go as far as to say that, you know, they were my best friends. Okay. Uh, I, I did everything with them. Okay. And how long were you in the military at that point? Um, uh, 2004, 2004, probably about a, I, I want to say about two years, a year and a half. Okay. Right in there. Uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you at the time? Um, I think I was, well, let's see. <laughs> I'm 37 and it was in 2005 or 2006. So it was 2006. Okay. So you're about 22, 23. So, you know, not that age plays a factor. We're the same age. That's why. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not that age plays a factor, but, you know, it's just pointing out that you were, you weren't, you know, 16, 17. Not that that makes any excuse, but you, you know, you're professional. You know, you're coming home from deployment with one of your closest friends and um, you were attacked and you were raped uh, against your will, of course. Um, And then it sounds like you just kept going. Did you tell anybody? Was there anyone that you told you just. So so um, it was our first um, it was our first holiday, our first um three-day weekend um since being home like we got through the holidays um first ever you know the the squadron was off um it was like the single sailors group like we got together at a friend's house um it was it was myself two other females and then the rest were like three or four guys um we'd been drinking since like nine o'clock in the morning um I knew that I was getting pretty, um, toasted. <laughs> so I, I thought at first I would lay on the couch. Um, I laid on my stomach. I don't know why, but it, that was a, that was a, a serious thought to me. Um, while I, while I did believe I was with my friends, I, I still, um, I wasn't brand new. I was a correctional officer before I joined the Navy. 
um, for one year. Um, <laughs> so, at, you know, at 22, you think like a year, like, man, I'm, I'm, I, I know what I'm doing, you know, right, like right. I've got it. So I was trained as a correctional officer. I did all the training. I was pretty fresh for the Navy. So um, everything, everything was, you know, there at the forefront of my mind, uh, the safest method, I guess you could say, or strategy. Everybody was on the patio. I went inside, laid on the couch, plain view. Um, he comes in and sits by my feet. And I think, um, okay, you're kind of asking to be messed with, you know, like they're going to keep messing with you because you're right here. So, um, I go back outside with everybody, hang out for a little bit longer. Then I make my way to, uh, the guy's bedroom. Um, and I think as long as I close the door and I'm out of sight, out of sight, out of mind, you know, um, sleep it off for a little bit and get back up and you'll be good to go. Um, and never in a million years did I think that that was going to happen. Um, and it, it was just, it was so fast. It was so out of this world. I mean, you, I mean, it, if it's never happened to you, you just don't expect anything like that. You, you think it's never going to happen to you. Um, I, I went through the checklist. I said, no, I said no loud, quietly, um, you know, tried to like speak to him, um, tried to let him know that I was interested in his friend who was probably in the living room. Um, I mean, just rationalize with him, conversate. I didn't, I didn't want to make it weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I felt like fight you know, like fight, Mm -hmm. make it clear, be heard. Um, and nothing, nothing was working. Mm. Um, to the point where I I can remember, like, it was like a cartoon. Like I, I ran across the bed running in circles around this bedroom, like trying to stay away from him by myself time because it's a little apartment. They have Mm -hmm. to hear something, Right. Um, and I, I just, I've really thought that somebody was going to come in. And then uh, I thought as long as I could keep my belt buckled, I, I'd be fine. He couldn't get me if, if my belt was buckled. Um, and it, it, it didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. Um, so here we are. And, uh, I ran, I ran like hell. And then, um, all this time went by (laughs) and it's just story after story after story. Some of them go away because they recant. And then I hear Vanessa's story and I'm, I don't know her personally, so I hate to use her first name, but Hispanic female from Texas in her, the beginning of her military career, um, probably her first duty station. And if it just, it was like a punch in the gut. Uh, I don't know how else to say, especially in the beginning when I thought, well, she was young, she probably changed her mind. Maybe she's in Florida, you know, relaxing. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, maybe it's, it's going to turn out okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> 76 days later. <laughs> take, a, take a breath, Tina. Take your time. Again, I, I don't know her personally, but it, 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 it hurt that much mm-hmm. because immediately I thought like, what's the difference? So many similarities, but what, what's the big difference between us that she lost her life mm-hmm. and, and I did not. Mm-hmm. And I have been so mad and people say, um, well, thank God you're alive. Thank God you, you're, you know, you woke up another day and you can do whatever you want with this day. And for the longest time, it made me sick, you know, like take your day and, and shove it, you know, <laughs> I, this is another day that I'm waking up with this, like, right. you thank God, you would thank him. Cause I, I don't feel like that. And when I heard, you know, like her remains were found, I knew like, we're going to, we're going to thank God for something and we're going to thank him that we're not going to forget this time. Um, I, I went back to work. Uh, this happened on Sunday to me. I went back to work on Tuesday mm-hmm. and I, I kept my mouth shut. We went to a safety stand down right away. Um, a, a train, you know, training, training. for the whole mm-hmm. squadron mm-hmm. and, um, him and his friends walk past me and give me the thumbs down. Um, and I, I just, I like everything inside of me just like shrank. Like, I don't know what happened, but it was in that moment that I knew they knew. And I, I could only imagine what they were thinking, you know, like, like that I went along with it, that I, that I was down for that. I know this is a lot of speculation, but do you think they knew because he told them or because they heard the commotion and just ignored it? I, well, as soon as I came out of the room, the guy whose apartment it belonged to, Mm -hmm. um, pushed me into the wall and was so mad because he thought we'd hooked up in his room. Um, and I, I, I believe that. We, none of us had a conversation about it afterward. We kind of all like stopped talking. Um, and, uh, I, I believed like walked out of the room. He immediately gets mad at me. Um, I'm so drunk anyway. I look, the guy who I liked gives me this disgusted look and walks out of the apartment and I just, I, 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 I knew what they thought, you know, mm-hmm. I knew what they thought, but I thought that you could tell the difference between, you know, like us fighting and right. consensual. Well, right, you know? right. I, I hate to say that, but. I, I and then it. Wow. I mean, I, I, you know, I have to wonder, like, I wonder if alcohol made you think you were screaming loud enough for them. You know, I don't know. It, it's yeah, all kind of I things mean, like I've, you, I've been over it for the last, I know, 12, what, know. six, 10, 14, 15 years. <laughs> 15 I'm sure. Years. <laughs> so I, something like this, like 
never leaves is that that it, what I'm hearing it doesn't it mm-hmm. it absolutely does not I'm my biggest my biggest thing that I'm I'm hoping that I get to uh, share and really um just get people to understand um my heart my heart continued beating after that but um I was dead you know I I died that night Mm-hmm. everything that I was, who I was mm-hmm. is gone. And ugh, the, um, it probably wasn't until a, a few years ago that I even realized, um, I not, I've been in and out of counseling. I've done one-on-one as a civilian. As I went to the VA, did the one-on-one, um, peer group, uh, trauma, you name it. I've tried it. Um, they all said like, you can't go back to that night. You can't undo it. Stop Mm -hmm. trying to be who you were. Mm -hmm. Um, none of them said you're just not that person anymore. Period. Like Mm -hmm. move on, move forward. You have to create a new you. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day that you're going to wake up, if you're not going to like sink into the darkness, mm-hmm. every day you have to decide like, I'm going to do something great today. I'm going to do, uh, I mean, whatever that looks like for somebody, whatever is going to feed your soul because mm-hmm. it's, it's dead. It's, it's a black hole after that. I'm, I did not feel safe in my own skin because I made a decision and I've said no. And I checked all of the boxes that everybody trained me to do. Mm-hmm. And number one, not even, not only did nobody help me, I wasn't able to protect myself. I'm, I made a decision and it didn't work. And, um, so I stayed as close to him as I possibly could for the next three years. Um, cause I, number one, I did not know, uh, honestly, I didn't even know that rape ex- existed at the time. Mm-hmm. I did not know that there was a, a representative in my own shop specifically for this. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely did not trust anybody anyway. Um, and I, I didn't know that I had the option of requesting a change of command, a change of duty. Um, You didn't realize what the steps were while in the military, if something like this happened. So there there, there isn't like there is now where you have, as soon as you get on board, and I'm assuming this is for every, you know, um, branch of the military, but as soon as you get on board, you get that whole, um, sexual assault or sharp is, is what we call it. And I can't think of the acronym, but you, yeah, yeah, this is what happens. This is how you report it type of thing. So you were just left in the dark. This has happened to you. You stayed where you were and you didn't even know what your options were at the time and didn't know who to trust to, to, to even ask these questions. No, I, I, um, honestly, I don't even know if that occurred to me. I was too worried about uh, fake it till you make it. Uh, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do my job as, as well as I can. And I'm going to like consume myself with that. 
so that I don't have time to think about this other thing. Um, and, and Tina, it sounds like, I mean, even till this day, you still hold a lot of blame on yourself, you know, um, like <laughs> we were trained to take responsibility for our actions. You know, we, we were trained to, uh, actually in aviation, um, there's no such thing as a mistake. Mm. You either didn't take your time. You, you know, you didn't plan accordingly. You didn't, you know, somewhere in there. Um, some of the responsibility falls on you. And to this day, yeah, I'd be lying if I said um, my, my choices, my judgment in friends, mm-hmm. um, in drinking, in um, trusting, uh, my choice to go there and, and be at that place, like it led me to that situation. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've, I feel, uh, I still feel a little responsible. Um, I can tell you that I did not choose to be raped. (laughs) Um, but to, for my head, my brain and my heart, uh, it's just two totally different things. I got you. So brain is saying something different from your heart. Um, gosh, uh, I mean, (laughs) have you heard of any other, other, uh, uh, through therapy, did you do like group therapy? Did you have any other people that you around that were in similar circumstances? So, um, never until, okay. um, I think it was about two years ago, I was with the Pink Berets, um, here in San Antonio and, um, my group counseling, I was actually participating in an equine therapy, mm-hmm. um, and we, we had a group session and we had a, a female come out and um, she shared her experience and um, it, it blew me away. It, I mean, I hate, I hate to say this, but that day, everything came out of my mouth like diarrhea because I had finally found somebody who had a completely different experience, Mm -hmm. but was assaulted and the reactions and the, the, um, self-preservation, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. were so similar. And I, it felt so good to finally hear that everything I did was not wrong or, or, um, just me. Right. Um, so, I mean, I mean, the military teachers use safety in numbers. So if somebody else is reacting the same way I did, mm-hmm. I can't possibly be wrong or. You're not crazy. <laughs> no, I, and yeah. I, I, I am really sad to hear. I mean, gosh, that because that's exactly what you. I mean, it sounds like you feel like you're the only one and you're not validated in your feelings that you have, um, you know, that you were wrong, that you are part to blame. And, uh, and I guess we can read about it. You know, it doesn't matter what the girl wears. It doesn't matter if she's drunk, you know, no is a no. I mean, we can read about it, but hearing somebody else's experience and them saying the same thing that you are after the fact, like, no, it was my fault. No, I did know better. You know, I just basically said a yes without saying, you know, without yeah, saying I yes, mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking to hear you. And I mean, I can say all the things like, girl, no, you had, you weren't, <laughs> you're not crazy. You're not wrong. And, and yes, you know, people are right. As far as you have, you know, today, 
um, versus um, Vanessa Guillen, where she is gone. But yes, you have this this dark cloud hanging over you. I mean, I can say all that, but, but who am I? You know, I'm no one. I'm, we just met, but man, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking for you to be. Uh, it, my heart goes out. I mean, I, I have had the most phenomenal support system. I never even realized it, but my uh, family did not bat an eye. My best friend who I she was there and I stopped being her best friend mm. because I thought uh, I thought she didn't help me. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. Take a minute. Please do. This is, this is, you know, not easy stuff to talk about for sure. I thought she didn't help me that night. <laughs> And I thought that that was her unspoken way of saying, like, you're a whore. It was not rape. You did this. And I thought, like, I thought I knew what she was thinking. So I just distanced myself from her. And um, so you basically- had, sorry. So just to clarify, she was there that <laughs> night, but she didn't know what, her, what had happened. Yeah, they, they didn't know. And she and you just didn't even you didn't even talk to her. You just assumed that she knew because the other people kind of made little comments. Yeah, the the uh, the next day I went and visited her at work. She actually had to work. Mm -hmm. And um, I I just right away. um, I was a whore. I, I was a whore. Like, I'll take responsibility for that. And so she just reassured me that I wasn't. Um, but but nowhere did I think to tell her like, I've it, it was rape. Like it was, that word was not occurring to me yet. I got you. So you were saying, you were telling her, yes, we did have sex and I'm a whore for doing it. But at no point of time, was it like he? Yeah, I, I didn't try to, I, I just immediately, yeah. I, I knew nobody was going to believe me. Yeah. Um, and I was not going to take, I, I don't think I could have handled it. Um if I would have ever have started crying, I probably wouldn't have stopped. Wow. God, that's <laughs> um, some, deep, some deep shit right there, Tina. I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't let go one little bit because uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have, I don't know what I would have done. Right. <laughs> I mean, as it was, I, I would go run in the middle of the night on base just to, tempt fate like if it was ever going to happen to me again like it was going to happen like I was going to put myself in that situation I was going to be in control Uh, I was going to see it coming this time um and I kept on after that of the most unhealthy um you name it I did it just risky behavior right we're just like I was safe I thought I did everything I was told to do I followed the rules right and so then let me I'm just live, live my life right. Let me just yeah. live my life on the edge because it doesn't matter what I do. Mm. Okay. Wow. So when did you decide to tell your family? Uh, uh, 2013. Wow. A long um, time after the incident. It, it, I mean, did they notice a difference in you? I, I, 
Uh, my brother was really on me. Uh, he couldn't, he had such a hard time being around me. Mm-hmm. Um, he felt like he had to walk on eggshells, never knew what was going to set me off. Um, and it, it was just such a mix between, I mean, my emotions were all over the place. I, mm-hmm. You never knew what you were going to get. I, I'd blow up, I'd cry, I'd, you know, I would hurt for whoever was standing next to me that got their feelings hurt. I mean, you name it. It, it was just all over the place. Um, my my mom, my, my father, I mean, nobody knew. Nobody knew how to talk to me anymore. Knew what was going to be okay to talk to me about. Um, and I, I, w- I had already, I, I got out, I came home. Um, within a couple months, I left. I, I moved a few hours away, um, threw myself into work again, very similar to being active duty. I worked on a military base as a civilian, um, and my life revolved around our flight schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I've, once, I, once I came back, I was still checking boxes again. I tried to get back on the bandwagon. Uh, a, you know, I had my kid. I um, I uh, made up my mind to be the best single mother there was ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do it all by myself. Um, built my house. Uh, gave my son a backyard. Uh, I mean, I bought everything. I had the best purse. I had the best clothes. I uh, everything I could possibly want. Um, I could not. Once that house was my undoing, I could not hang anything on the walls. I could not mm. decorate it. Um, I couldn't get comfortable, <laughs> and I, I was I was hitting the the end of the. I guess like the, the end of the road or whatever, like everything was just so I was full. I had stuffed so much, nothing fit anymore. And, um, we couldn't even go home anymore. I, I started sleeping on my parents' couch with my son. Um, I've, I, I was just so consumed, so lost. Um, I didn't have a choice. I had been bouncing in and out of all the counselings, and I thought I, I at first I told, um, uh, it was it was so crazy. I had uh, a friend of mine was on leave, staying with me, and we're we're talking about things and. I just blurted it out. <laughs> um, he he is a Marine and he was such a good friend my entire enlistment. Um, he actually did my enlistment paperwork. Even, you know, their recruiting offices were side by side. Um, I just, it just came out and like he, he hugged me and he was kind of like, uh, you know, like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And, um, we, we left it at that. Like he didn't make me say anything else. He didn't push me to talk. Um, I went right back into counseling again. 
and uh, I had the I had the talk with my mom and my my stepdad, and um, it was just completely different than what I had expected or built myself up to. I I thought that I was going to have to defend myself and and prove it, and they. I mean, it was nothing. They just. They probably had an aha moment. Like, this is why, you know, this is why you've been. <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, I, I was so at wit's end. And I, I remember telling him, like, I've, I've talked about everything. I didn't do anything. Like, I, di- I didn't go to Iraq or Afghanistan. Like, mm-hmm. I was on a flight line far away from everything safe with my airplane. Like, um, uh, I didn't, there was no reason for me to have PTSD. Um, I've, and, and so he's going down the list, like, well, you know, like my, my Marines. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you can't even stay in a new house that you built, you know, it, it, it is, it is poison. There was something wrong with it. I don't know. <laughs> It, it was too nice. I, I just, I don't know, but, um, you felt like I, you didn't deserve something like that. Um, I've honestly, I, I felt like I didn't want a, I didn't want anything that anybody could look me up in the tax oh, wow. records. I didn't want a, a specific plot to be tied to. Mm. Um, I, I, I just needed to be able to get up and go. I ne- I wasn't safe anywhere. I needed to be able to just constantly keep moving. Right, right. So. Do you think you would have stayed in the military if this yeah. never occurred? Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. Um, even even um, with it having happened, mm-hmm. if, if I would have felt like there was somebody that I could have gone to, mm-hmm. um, I've, I would still be in, I almost, you know, I'd be so close to my 20. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I would still be in, I would still be there. Wow. So I I have like 50 million more questions, but I don't want to take up (laughs) too much of your time. We're, we're about half, about 45 minutes in if so. Um, but so let's let's go to to today. What what, what you're doing? Um, I saw your, you know, your picture on I don't know Facebook, probably one of my screen pages uh, or you know whatever the feed, and it was talking about uh, Tina Casanova is going to run 76 miles from her home in San Antonio to Austin. So um, yeah, let's dive into that. Why 76 miles? You know why running? And you did talk about, uh, you know, really Vanessa Gann's incident, you know, triggering, triggering you to do this. And for anybody who hasn't heard, Vanessa Gann was, um, it, what she was, I can't not remember her age, but last year, Twenty second, she was reported uh, in June, not into June thirty, her going missing. She she had uh, reported a sexual assault, or at least told someone that she was sexually assaulted and had feared for her life. So, uh, and then not long after that, she disappeared and was found to have been brutally murdered um, by 
or assuming another soldier and his girlfriend, but he killed himself shortly um, after his name, I think, came up on the news, if I remember correctly. But Vanessa uh, has triggered her, her, her family were huge advocates, you know, and they felt that something was broken in the military and uh, which, you know, they had every right to feel. And uh, there have been some changes, some things that have gone higher up in the lawmaking world uh, to, to make these changes so people can feel safe uh, for reporting. So people, uh, so there's more accountability than what it has been. We talk about it in the military all the time. This is what you should do when this happens. But yet these stories continue to happen of people not reporting it. Um, because they don't feel safe. I, I, I work in the hospital. I've seen people come into the ICU who were abused and they don't want to give any names, you know, uh, wow. and, and so much so that they're in the hospital uh, for mutilation, men and women, and they don't want to give any names at all in fear of retribution. So it is a story that continues to happen um, and there needs to be changes, but because military does everything within the military, it is hard to know really of who to who to trust and who to go to. And especially that's the farthest thing from your mind, right? I mean, it's just not like, oh, okay, when this happens, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. It, it happened, and now you're in a state of shock, you know, for yeah. indefinitely. Like this really happened to me, you know. Like <laughs> Tina's, this really happened to me. How, how could this happen to me? I knew, you know, this, that, and the other, and no, 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 you know, th th it, it was my fault. It's my fault, you know? <laughs> so it's not, it's not like anything that comes to mind of anything you ever have to use. But when you do, you know, we're really hoping that you know, things have changed and people feel a lot more comfortable to, to come out and say these things. Um, so yes, I, Tina, you seven back to the, sorry, I went on my, <laughs> my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I'm a sexual assault examiner. So, you know, first thing, I just want to put this out there. You know, if this ever happens to you, please come directly to the hospital. Don't stop. Don't take a shower. Come, you know, get your evidence and uh, and and get 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 your evidence. No matter if you decide to report it or not report it, you yes. know, that evidence is always there. They hold it. Uh, it gets sent to like... Uh, like the police department and it stays in a storage until you decide what you want to do with it. But you, you don't take a shower. You go straight to the emergency room and say, you know, something happened to me. I'm not even sure what, but, but until I figure it out, please yeah. take this evidence and, um, and then I'll figure it out after the fact. So anyway, please, <laughs> please talk about, you know, why is it you're doing what you're doing? I mean, how it came about really. Um, so, so like I said, I was, I was following along when I heard the report that she'd gone missing, that they had located her remains. Um, and I, I had been planning to run, I, I'd been planning to, to run for myself. Um, I didn't report, so I wanted to, uh, I've, the only way that I knew I was going to help myself was running, you know, that's unspoken. Um, and I've struggled for a full year. Um, I, I had put it off again. Um, could not figure out a mileage because the numbers that, that assault on active duty was happening were just outrageous. And I didn't want to run 118 miles. I didn't want to run 
like in some crazy distance. Um, I wanted it to be somewhat doable. Um, and I, I didn't have a win. I was going to do it. Um, but I was so, uh, I guess you could say outraged, triggered, uh, you name it. Um, when I, you know, when, when, you know, we got the news that her remains were located and, um, I, I knew, I knew right then I, I, my friends and I, we would meet up at 4 Mm AM and I went out there and I let them know, like, it, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to happen, you know? Um, and I think it needs to be 76 miles because it took her family 76 days to, uh, to find out. And my friend says, okay, and I think we should do it on April 22nd because that gives you a whole year to train and it's the anniversary. And I thought perfect because next year, I bet you anything, they're not going to be talking about this anymore. Mm. And this is going to be a great way to let them know that we're not letting it go this time. Mm. Um, I went back to work two days later and kept my mouth shut a year later. We're, we're not doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm starting the run on April 22nd at 6 30 PM, um, from a local ice house that is perfect on my route. I enlisted in the Navy at Fort Sam. So it's very, very near there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm starting where my enlistment technically began. And then, uh, I'm running to the state Capitol where, um, of course, laws are made and can be changed or created. Um, and, and yeah, so she gave me my start date and my distance finally. Um, and I pray that this run just lets, uh, lets people know that, you know, we're, we're going to keep talking about it. And um, I will talk about some of the huge milestones in my recovery that there was no bullet points on a, on a, um, a pamphlet or a brochure or anything to kind of like checks, you know, check it against. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that they are definitely part of the, a part of a successful recovery process. Um, but more than anything, 76 miles, every mile, um, every footstep. I mean, there's so many people that this happens to Mm -hmm. so many stories like mine. Um, and I, I just pray that, that this run, like it's going to be hard. I've never run 76 miles. I have 44. Okay, well, that's <laughs> 42 more I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, 26 miles. So how long do you expect it's going to take you? So uh, I believe that I will be there the first half of Saturday, okay. um, sometime Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we're planning, like, little breaks and, you know, probably a nap here and there. Okay. Um but uh, no hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, if there are truck stops where I can take a shower, that'll be great. But, um, but it it's no comfort, you know, no comfort. This is mm-hmm. this is so hard. The process is so hard. Um, I want every bit of it to to be hard for me, mm-hmm. so that these people realize like 
it, it is going to be hard. It's going to be hell. But um, the more we talk, um, the less this is going to be able to keep happening because in a sense, these, these predators are, are protected by our silence. And, and my hashtag is uh, silence is not strength. Um, because I had thought that me being quiet made me stronger and, you know, just get over it. Um, but it, that doesn't happen. And I don't think it'll happen for anybody, you know, but it did protect him. And, and I, I don't know if, if he did it again, I do believe he did it at least one time before me. Um, but I, I really want us to start talking about this so that even if they don't feel comfortable telling somebody specifically, at least they'll hear the, the conversation and hear the, I did this or this, you know, I went through this and, and hopefully they, they think, well, it's, it's perfectly normal. I'm going to get past it, you know, or, or if I do this, it'll get better. Or, um, I, I pray that, that, you know, any of this works for somebody, you know? Um, I mean, it helped, it kind of helped you validate your feelings when you heard someone else's story. It absolutely did. As much as you, I mean, it, it hurts all over again. Like, man, you know, like another person, it, you know, right. you, right, you right. want somebody to identify with, but you also don't. don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, you know, that warm and fuzzy when, when you have something to gauge your mm. recovery or if you're recovery. Yeah. Mm. So. Well, Tina, I was thinking, man, yeah, this 76 miles is going to be hard, but you've lived yeah. through heart already. You know, you've done heart, <laughs> you know, you've done heart. So this, this, I think this, I've been, I think I've been training for this since the night it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, as cheesy as that sounds, I, I mean, all of my training, um, uh, life, life after this happens, um, it's, the running itself parallels to, to the choices, to the strategies, mm-hmm. um, the purposeful uh, choices that you make, the intentional um, living. Um, it, I mean, for me, the running just coincides with, with life after this, the recovery, the, um, your, your life meaning something. Um, your purpose. Yeah. You've, you have to have a purpose after this because you don't just want to, for me, at least it, it wasn't a matter of just waking up and being grateful to be alive. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. You're yeah. You have other things that, <laughs> that are clouding, <laughs> clouding that view a little bit. So it's, it's working through that for sure. But it's like you said, that cloud, well, there'll always be that piece of cloud there. And it's just how you have to, you have to look at, wake up and look at your day for that day and make a choice of you you before it was like you weighed you you woke up I'm sure went through your day you know it it was what it was but now you have to actively make a choice of how will yeah. today be because of you know this little cloud yeah. over my head what I mean I, yesterday I started making a list for uh what I'm gonna do mm-hmm. the Monday after the run because the whole last year has been consumed by this mm-hmm. um and I think the all since this happened, like, it's just been a little bit different kind of living. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that Monday after the run, like, I, I have my list, I have um, my plan in place, the things I'm going to do the, 
um, just to make sure I don't get lost in, in uh, like oblivion, you know? Right. No, absolutely. You've had a, a purpose for this year. So it's, it's now what's next. So that's, I mean, yeah. that's good that you're taking that steps, those steps now, and you realize that you need something to actively engage yourself in to, to work it through. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I really do hope that you're continuing to get, you know, the help that you need. And it sounds like you have the support of your family and, and friends. And, you know, and it's, you know, making that active choice of being here. And I mean, your purpose, your new purpose could be, you know, you're, you're not silent anymore. Right. And you're yeah, whatever absolutely. you can. And this is like, you know, something I've never heard of a, a, a soul person, you know, going run uh, of, you know, you've heard of the community runs, everyone, <laughs> you know, let's have this run in honor of, but you decided to take this on yourself. Um, you know, and I, I, this podcast is going out next week, but I'm gonna make sure I, I'm putting it out to, to to whomever and everybody that you know to, to at least uh, support you, cheer you on. And you. um, gosh, before before we we sign off, is there anything um you would tell someone today who might have had this a similar experience who was sexually assaulted? Yeah, is there anybody you would tell today? who was sexually assaulted just recently? Um, absolutely. Uh, just like you said, um, go to the hospital, get that rape kit. Um, you don't have to press charges immediately. You don't have to report anything immediately, but get that, get that DNA. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing on average about like 10 to 15 years before anybody like really gets confident enough again to, to come out and talk about it um, have, have that in your back pocket. Um, and, and absolutely as crazy as it is, um, there's somebody, there's somebody who you will be able to talk to. There's, um, and the, the, the thing that they're going to ask the most is, are you sure? And did you say no? And it's just part of going through the motions and, and answer those questions um, more so for yourself. Um, say it out loud. You are sure um, it did happen. It was what it was. Call it what it was. Um, and, and, you know, just take care of yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Thank you. So it's really hard to have the right words to say after a conversation like that. I mean, I, I want to say so much, um, but I'll just let Tina's story speak for her for itself. Um, after I hit, I stopped recording, Tina and I spoke another 20 minutes and uh, I forgot to ask her about some helpful resources. And one that she did speak highly of was the Pink Berets. You can find them on Facebook or their website. And she said there was no questions asked no proof required. So if you are someone who is a victim or know someone who is a victim of sexual assault or sexual abuse, please, please have them check out the Pink Berets. It might be the resource that someone is missing. Um, so as far as her run, just to drill that in there, she will start the run on the 22nd of April. That's the day that Vanessa Guillen uh, was reported missing. She's leaving from Sanchez's Ice House off the I-35 access road in San Antonio at 18.30 or 6.30 p.m. 
um, and she'll be running. She said it'd probably take her about two days to uh, uh, Austin, Texas to the Capitol. You can get updates on her progress uh, from the event on Facebook at 76 Miles for Change. So if you search 76 Miles for Change, you can find uh, the event there, which you can sign on to to get updates. If you are in San Antonio area, please, please go out there and support her. Send her off, uh, send her off right. And again, not only for her, her message, but for everyone else that you you know or you don't know it's just supporting each other who has been through something as horrific as sexual abuse um, as sexual assault so let's remember those who have suffered let's remember those who continues to suffer and you know get tina to the finish line uh, but she also made it very clear there will not be a finish line because there's still work to be done so please, please, when you're talking about sexual awareness, um, use the hashtag silence is not strength and continue to support those who are hurting. If you are currently going through something or a similar situation and you feel like you have no outlets, nobody to report to, please reach out to the National Sexual Assault Hotline. It's open 24-7. The number is 1-800-656-656. Or six seven three, or go uh, to their website. Um, at the very least, please, like I mentioned before, go to the emergency room, get the exam done, the sexual assault exam done, and let it be stored somewhere until you have a clear vision of what you want to do to going forward if you were sexually assaulted. So please, ladies, please take care of yourself, stay safe, support each other. Uh, I'm a cheerleader, and if you have any questions at all, please reach out. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, The Military Woman, um, and thank you all. Talk to you next week.